This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Me being pegged by a woman, because I really like butt stuff. Is that me being gay? Toda. This is their podcast show. Oh, oh, okay. If you listen to them, I'll put it in my butt. They'll tell you what you want to know. This is what made me come. Oh, Mir is nerdy. He always wins the tourney. Yeah. He is a chipmunk, too. You're a real meanie. Dick is flirty. His mind is really dirty. <laughs> this is it, I were you. Railed out by a dildo. You gotta have a respect for the classics. <laughs> I think we played it cool, 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 cool. Um, you know what's weird? I I can't fault that song because it's all stuff that we said, but yeah, we wrote it. I feel like if a new person who had never heard the show before was tuning in, yeah, they they don't they would have not kept on listening <laughs> they would have been like so this so this podcast is just two guys that talk about dildos going in yeah. them and asking if they're gay for that and how would they have <laughs> how would they have found my podcast like how would they have found what we're doing anyway for yeah them to even try it out i guess that's true but like when was when was that when were those audio clips taken from uh, all last episode. I really, I want to, I want to believe that it was 2015. <laughs> I really Before do. the Great Awakening. Yeah. Before Trump got elected. That was written by Giorgio, and he says he's an, in an electronic music collective spiritually based in Venice, Italy, called Le Adventure de Margarita. And in English, that means The Adventures of Margaret. Very cool. An electric music collective. All sounds yeah. like people that get laid a lot. <laughs> or never uh and yeah. shout out to his bandmates mick big g and dj baby j <laughs> dj baby j <laughs> uh we're recording this very rare on a tuesday gonna on upload it tomorrow a wednesday release of our podcast you're not even gonna upload it today uh i gotta edit it and by the time i upload it it'll be like nighttime so it'll be like you wow. know Wednesday morning commute style. Yeah, very, very interesting. Very late. Is this the latest our podcast has ever been? I know, and we're sorry. Two days late after 400 episodes. Oh, get off your fucking high horse. Like, All you've right. never done anything that late. Yeah. Don't add us. Don't add us. Oh, I've been added. I've been added. You've already been. Profusely apologized. Stop adding us. Quit it. Uh, but we have a good reason. You were in London. You were in Prague. Then I was in New Orleans for like five days. We were just traveling. We were unable to sync our schedules until right now. Yeah, this is the first time we've been able to. Uh, and Wild. now we can catch ourselves up. I can ask you, how was England and or Prague? I had such a great time. I really did. I, you know, you know, you and I went to Manchester before. But we were only there for like 12 hours and we stayed. Yeah, and we stayed in a very small, sad hotel and it was like cloudy and we were near like the train tracks. Yeah, I would I would love to see like, we stayed in a, a hotel Ibis. That's right. <laughs> you really don't want to stay in an Ibis where we slept in a bunk bed and the shower. Yeah, it was a hostile situation. The shower was in the, in the room. It was just like a curtain. <laughs> there was no privacy. It was a curtain situation no. instead of like a door. Yeah. Why did we do that? We sold out a show in Manchester and then stayed at a hostel as if we were backpacking. There, It made no sense. It really didn't make any sense at all. 
uh, I think we just found an amazing deal. Yeah, it was like $109 or something. But like, if I, honestly, I stayed, I had a really good deal on my hotel in Manchester this time, and it was amazing. It was really nice. Uh, I wonder if it's, yeah, it was like a less crowded season. Did you go during the weekend or was it midweek? The show was on Saturday night. I got there on Friday and I left Manchester on Sunday. Damn. And it's and you didn't stay at the Ibis. I didn't stay at the Ibis for some reason. I stayed at the Whitworth Lock. It was very nice. And okay, uh, I think we also last time we were there, we like we were on. Uh, I don't know what part of town that was, but it was like it was raining, and it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. We went on a long walk, but it was sort of sort of like through an abandoned mall. Oh yeah, we went through the keys. The keys. Yeah, pronounced or like spelled oh, Q U A Y. That's right. We w- we walked the keys and went back to the ibis. <laughs> that's right. From ibis to keys and back. Um, and this time, like I I went on a run and I ran through a couple neighborhoods. Then we like went back to some of the neighborhoods that I that I had run through that I thought were cool. And it was it was amazing. It was a very funky little town. The nice thing about it was just that it was like. A really manageable size so it was like very walkable uh a lot of great bars and restaurants some really good coffee shops it was it was beautiful it was way better than the first time i thought i didn't like manchester and having gone a second time i i loved it and you didn't have any food poisoning or back related illnesses yeah no food poisoning no back related illness and i actually felt healthy and good the whole time London was always, as always, incredible. I had an issue that I'll tell you about. Uh-oh. Uh, is this, this shoe related, socks related? Oh, no. The shoe, I'm happy to report that I brought the right shoes. I. Okay. It was cold. It was, the weather in London especially was like a little chilly, a little rainy, like layers required, not like a sweater, not a light jacket. Oh, wow. It was not fly knit weather. It was the shield. It was shield weather and the shields were very good. Was your nose cold? Like, is it like so cold that like your nose kind of the tip of your nose would freeze a little bit? Not like that, but it was like hands had to be in pockets. You didn't need gloves, but you had to put the hands in the pockets. Got it. Did you get a cold? No, I actually, thankfully, in a way, got a cold two days before I went. So so that sort of immunized yourself. Yeah, I was like, I, I was flying on Thursday and I started to feel a little sick on Monday. And I was like, you know what? This is actually better than getting a cold on the road, which is what happened last time. That's right. There's nothing worse than getting a cold while you're in Europe. Because like <laughs> a cold will last, a bad one will last like eight days. And it's just like, great. I'll, my whole entire trip is ruined and I'll feel a little sluggish and sick and I won't sleep well and my throat will hurt. Which probably happens to us 80% of the time we travel. We're almost always sick. You always get me sick, I think. <laughs> that's the thing you always are afraid that i'll get you sick but when you're sick i'm never like fuck you for getting me sick yeah i'm, a, I'm definitely a real asshole about it <laughs> I, I was like yeah jill got me sick and i was kind of mad at her yeah you shoved her <laughs> yeah i also bet i am the one that got her sick um but any whom shoes aside which were all the right call I packed pretty well for the trip. I'll say that again. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> and well, you did. <laughs> well, vans actually aren't that comfortable to walk around in for a long Jesus time. So Christ. I could have I done a little bit better there. But anywho, anywho, um, I was, tell me if you know about this rule where you can't travel into certain countries with less than three months on your passport. Did not know that rule. So, I, so evidently, if you if your passport expires in January first, or just for the hell of it, let's say your passport expires January twenty fourth, and you have a return trip from Prague on October twenty seventh, they will not let you into Prague. They will they will not let you into their country. Because, because they're afraid you'll stay there until after your passport expires? Yes. Apparently you can... St- I, I don't fully remember because I was so stressed out, but like you can stay somewhere up to 90 days. So in theory, you could stay past your expiration on your passport. So there's a, there's a bunch of countries that will not let you into them if you have less than 90 days uh, until your passport expires, which is crazy because you have three months... I have a return trip. I 
I'm yeah, not I'm telling going you to I'll do leave. this. I don't love Prague that much, bro. Yeah, you can do the whole thing in two days, man. <laughs> Trust me, I'll be gone before January 24th. But they won't let you in. So uh, I found all this out as I was checking into my flight for Prague. Uh, and the lady's just like, I can't let you on the plane. I can't let you on the plane. How I, is it like this? This has got to be like such a prevalent issue that like more people should know about it. I once I started, you know, what's weird. I did kind of I had like heard about it um, and I looked it up and I looked at a list of the countries that uh, require more than. 90 days or some some even require require like up to nine months of validity on your passport like then that's nine months the passport then is just is not valid anymore after nine years and three months you know <laughs> yeah don't like, say it takes 10 years to get a new passport say just you have to do it after nine then yeah just say you have to do it after nine and have the expiration day be the last day i don't know uh but yeah they the lady wouldn't let me on the plane uh, because my passport expired on October 24th, and I was trying to fly on October 24th. So she's like, you can't go. This is uh, devastating to me and Jill, who had been planning this trip. Jill studied abroad in Prague, really wanted to take me. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Like she, The lady's just like, you can't get on the plane. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then trip's over. I have to go home. And... <laughs> You you were basically trying to like guilt this lady who works at the the airport. Be like, all right, I'm just gonna go home then. It's gonna ruin my trip. A yeah. stranger to you. Okay, I'm sad. I'm sad. And do you even care? And Jill and I sort of like switched roles in this moment because I'm usually the one that like is like, there's always a way around something. You we can we don't have to take no for an answer. We can figure it out. Uh, and but instead, I was just I just shut down. I was like, all right, I I'm. I have no, I have no way out of this one. Uh, we have to go back to London now. And Jill changed my flight to fly out of Prague that night. So, so the the with me having a flight out of Prague before my passport was going to be expired within ninety days, the lady was able to check me in. I was able to go to Prague, and then once I was there, once I had flown into Prague. I just didn't go on my flight. Oh, sneaky. It was like some sort of math riddle. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I basically did what they're afraid of, which is <laughs> which is the worst, most annoying, stupid kind of rule where it's like, all right, I'll lie to you right now. You know I'm lying, and then that's fine. And they're right. like, yeah, that's fine. And Angela and I also being so conspicuous, like whispering, she's like... So I'm like, okay, yes. So if I if we change the flight into nine like to nine p.m., I can go. And Jill's like pulling me aside, and she's like, and then you don't. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quiet, dude. We're on the same page. <laughs> but then I'm like, you get taste. And the, but the worst part is, it's like I, I basically bent the rules just to get on the flight. I'm not into Prague yet. Like I was not allowed to get on the flight with this passport, and and lying begging and lying got me on the flight but it has not gotten me in at prague so then we're like waiting in customs in czechoslovakia or the czech republic or whatever it's called <laughs> i should say you're recording this from a prison in 1987 <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like i have no idea if this guy's gonna let me in or not like i'm sweating i'm so stressed and he's just having a very normal day uh I go up rehearsing like a thousand different permutations of how this conversation is going to go. And it takes him three seconds. He just, the green light goes on, door opens, I go inside. Um, and then I tried to call and change my ticket to go back. And again, I had the same problem. British Airways is like, you can't fly your passport. <laughs> oh, so, right. I forgot about the second half of this plan right. where we're sneaking out of Prague. Right. So now I'm just stuck in Prague <laughs> and I had to go... Uh, I had to go to the American embassy in oh, Prague, wow. which was a fun, adult. a fun little adventure. And I got an emergency passport and I was able to leave Prague. Wow. That is a good story. Uh, and it, the whole entire thing, as stressful as it was, it only cost me a hundred bucks. It only cost me $5,000. <laughs> 5,000 crones. <laughs> and I had to bribe a Gestapo officer <laughs> to get me a fake passport. And and Prague is lovely. We had a great time in Prague. It was great. 
beautiful city. Uh, I saw, I wasn't going to call you out, but I saw on Jill's private close friends Instagram story that you were wearing a fanny pack. That's correct. <laughs> so was the idea there that she couldn't post it to her main feed because you were wearing a fanny pack or was it just uh, other close friends related content? I was proud of the fanny pack. I think maybe Jill was embarrassed of the fanny pack. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure because I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. I'm just wearing a fanny pack. It was convenient. That was the day I had to go to the embassy. So I got two, <laughs> I got two passports in there. You know, you, you want to have that shit tied to your waist. Yeah. Um, the, it's an external money belt. Yeah, no, she I think I think it was just like it was just a close friends content kind of day for Jill. I don't <laughs> It was like the, Jake and a fanny pack close friends, us drinking beer, anybody can see. Jake and a fanny pack close friends. <laughs> well, now you got me insecure about it, man. <laughs> now I'm starting to think she doesn't like the fanny. <laughs> she definitely did make fun of it a lot. Uh how was uh how was Nola? Ooh, great question. Tell me about the sports games. Uh, sports games were fun. I have one semi-story, but maybe we'll answer a question, take a break, come back, and then I'll tell my NOLA story so we don't get too bogged down in the details of our trips. I love that. Uh, here's an interesting one we got from Israel. So we'll call this guy Yair, which is my Israeli brother's name, who went with me to New Orleans. Cool. Um, Yair writes, I'm a 30-year-old male, and my wife and I met in high school when we were 15, and I seized her cheese and started dating her when we were 16. (laughs) I seized her cheese. She's a certified 10 new new Israeli shekel coin piece. I married her ass when we were 20, and now 10 years later, we have a few kids, and we're living the good life. The other day, I was Jango, but the internet in the apartment wasn't working, and I couldn't get good enough cell service to stream, so I resorted to some high school-level shit and started scrolling through old albums of mine on my phone to see if I could find sexy pictures of my wife. Wow. I finally found some really hot bikini pics, uh, which did the job, seeing as though she was a total smoke show. Uh, so even though she was in a bikini, she was able to get me off. This is very romantic. Yeah. The problem is, do you know what the problem is? I have no fucking clue. Uh, he scrolled down so far that he realized that those pics were from when she was 16. Ah. Now, we are, of course, dating at the time, but in the heat of the moment, it didn't register. Did I just J.O. to an underage girl? I mean, I was banging her then, and I did marry her uh, and all, but 30-year-old me feels like I just jerked off to a 16-year-old. Am I a pedophile for that? I'm not sure I'm asking uh, what to do, but I would like to know what you think. Tadarabah, Amir, who, uh, chipmunk. So thank you very much, and Amir is a chipmunk. I know. Uh, you sure you want to give this guy your brother's name? <laughs> well, I'm going to say that he's not a pedophile for it, so I'm okay with that. I would say he's not a pedophile, but I would also, I would recommend never having written this email or telling anybody about this at all in the first place. <laughs> this is the new prisoner's dilemma. <laughs> yeah, this is just... I I don't I don't know. I really don't know. This is really fucking strange to me. It's, <laughs> Your nose is bleeding. <laughs> my mind my brain broke. <laughs> well, like when you JO and you think of old images of by the way someone you're married to, they have they could potentially be under 18 because yeah. if you've known her for that long. Right. That is Why am I under fucking arrest right now? Relax. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> I would be too. I, I don't know. I I agree, but I think it's still it's real fraught, man. It's just not worth it. <laughs> Unsend, undelete, re-record, cancel the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. I would. I don't think. Maybe you're not a pedophile, but just don't do it. Don't like. It's it happened by accident. It's it was a mistake. It was your wife. I forgive you, but don't talk about it anymore, man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it again. Can he do it again? No, no, don't. I think it's way worse knowing. Absolutely way worse knowing. I mean, let's say she was 18. That would be legal. Yes, that's legal. That's fine. I don't know. It's such a thin line, such a blurry line. It's, is well, this what blurred lines is about? No, th- I think that was one of the prob- people, uh, problems people had with it. There is a very clear, distinct line. It's not a blurry line. It's 18. <laughs> well, who knows what it is in Israel? Yeah, I guess I don't know what it is in Israel. Uh, so 
um, thanks for writing. Don't uh, do it again, but you're <laughs> fine for now. Tread lightly. No more. But we, I honestly resent even being asked, frankly. Because <laughs> now you're implicated in this yeah. shit. Holy shit, I'm going to forward you the pictures, too. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm on the record on this now, and I don't want to be. <laughs> This this plus the prog thing. <laughs> yeah. It definitely should be in jail. Um, all right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more. Catch up more. I don't even know if I ever introduced this fucking show, which is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. Uh, late, not only in the week, but late to the intro as well. This mm-hmm. is the late episode. Late, late. Delayed. Do you think delayed is, comes from the root late? Hmm. Yes. I am delayed. <laughs> That's how it started, and then it became its own word. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, take a break. Come back. Answer some more questions. Talk about some more travels after this. Tight. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit! Even aunts. Yes, especially aunts. Oh wow! Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say "damn the man" with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's that's a non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness nah thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little (laughs) sooner than Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> yeah, just a quick piece of advice. Renew your passport, kids. It's not worth the stress, time, and energy, okay? Don't go to the embassy. Don't go to the consulate. It's not a fun time. Is it? Is Can you renew your passport anytime you want, or does it have to be like in the last year? What do you mean? I, I like, think... can, can, I got a new passport two years ago. It expires in eight years. Can I renew it right oh, now? I would think so. I would think cool. so. I can't just imagine why picture. not. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out recently that babies can get passports. Yeah, there was a baby getting a passport when I was in the embassy in Prague, actually. Yeah, it's really funny. There's just like a three-month-old baby on a passport. It is. They shouldn't need them, right? What? Yeah, if you're a baby, that should be fine. That should be proof <laughs> that you're not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like scanning the baby's passport, eyeing the baby. I guess it's like I don't... what to protect from like trafficking or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think... I'm going on record as saying babies don't need passports. Uh, I'll say that they do, because I bet there's some sort of really, really uh, powerful reason that they do, like baby kidnapping and trafficking. Okay. Can I change you, my official stance? I would. I honestly would. I think babies are the only people that need passports. Mm -hmm. They're, actually, I think that's a little closer. I really want, like, waiting in the crazy custom lines, I just don't, I wish that... I could just have, I don't know, they can have access to whatever they want of mine. Like, yeah, I don't care about like Big Brother face scanning anything. I have nothing, nothing to hide. I just don't want to take off my shoes and put my shit into tiny little containers. So you want global entry? I do want global entry. Do you have global entry? No, because I got, I there's like that app that's called like Mobile Passport. That's like basically the same thing. Oh, I see. Uh, and on the way back, the global entry line was longer than the mobile passport line. And when I was in the mobile passport line, uh, the guy, there was uh, somebody called me over to the diplomat line. And I got to go in where the diplomats go in. And that was real cool, too. <laughs> I was a diplomat, dude. <laughs> for a day. <laughs> for an afternoon. For an AFO. It seems like there should be a new system by now than waiting in line and having a surly officer saying, do you have anything to declare? And then you say no. And then he's like, why are you here? And you're like, for vacation. And then he stamps your passport and you yeah. walk past. It really is fucking insane. Is international crime, we're just down to the honor system, asking me a question and hope that I don't lie? I don't know. There must. I mean, it must be like, this is also all like, I, you got to remember to check your privilege here. Uh just because, like, there, it is. We're like the right color that these things don't really apply to us. Like, yeah, we're not being racially profiled. No, that the fact that I'm like talking to British Airways and like sneaking into Prague is a really good position to be in. There's yeah, that, you could do that because your name is Jake Hurwitz. <laughs> yeah, and that is, I am, a, I'm a lucky guy. But I does it. It does feel like even beyond that, the system is just like a little bit bizarre. Yeah, you're a lucky guy, but you deserve to be luckier. That's honestly exactly what I was trying to say. Thanks for putting it so succinctly. Uh, all right, so I go to New Orleans. I then watch a Pelicans game, great basketball game. The plan is the next day to go to Baton Rouge for the LSU-Auburn game mm -hmm. uh, because I want to experience SEC football, which is like South Southeastern Conference football, the best college football in the country. Right. Um, we get there and it does not disappoint. There are probably 250,000 people in and around the stadium before the game even starts. Jesus. It's kind of like a religion down there. Everybody, like, full families are there. Like, grandparents who went to LSU, their children who are now parents went to LSU, and then grandkids who are, like, now college students, all, all at LSU. Generations. For six Saturdays a year tailgate which is like basically this huge city-wide camp picnic situation with rvs and campers and barbecues and tvs everywhere uh so we see some like rvs that look like they're like custom made for lsu fans like this purple and yellow giant mobile bus with gator skin like interior <laughs> and people making like jambalaya and gumbo like inviting you in and we're you know three Jews from California, so like we were the out-of-towners that everyone was being being very nice to. Uh, we get into the game. It's insane. There's 100,000 people in there all rooting for LSU, harder than I've ever, like, ever seen any fan root for a team. And, and it's this just is, like... So this is more intense than the one you did last year, which was Georgia-Auburn? 
Yeah, Georgia Auburn had similar vibes, but LSU is the number two team in the country. So like they treat every game like it's uh, every play like it's the Super Bowl because they can't lose a game. Wow. It, it's kickoff. Everybody's standing doing this uh, organized chant where they all know exactly what to say, when to say it, what to sing. Hand movements, arm movements, standing, bowing, jumping. It's like it's literally like praying. Jesus. Uh, and it's not only like, you know, college drunk kids. It's like literally uh, the row in front of us was a dad his three daughters, who like were all so nervous throughout the entire game, like <laughs> yelling after every like second down, like "What the fuck are you guys doing?" or like screaming at the ref, like turning around the entire audience, like rooting for it together. Uh, they end up winning the game. Great. And people tell us to go to. I'm like, "What's the college bar around here that like people celebrate at?" I'm like, "I've been to a college bar. I can I can hang." Um, but at LSU, since there's 200 to 500,000 people all looking to party after these games, uh, the college bar, quote unquote, is this place called Fred's, uh-huh. which is in an area called Tiger Town or Tigerville because it's the LSU Tigers. Of course. Uh, and when we get there, it's not even a bar. It's The bar is too small, so they set up uh, <laughs> big top style tents like... Uh, like it's the circus. Jesus. So you go to this parking lot, which is like the size of Dodger Stadium parking lot. Uh, there's an entrance called Welcome to Tiger Town. You walk through the gate, and it's uh, carnival-style tents. Um, but it's not just one. It's like, you know, on the right is Fred's, which has like its own big top. And then across the <laughs> parking lot is like another place called Mike's, which is another bar with another big top. <laughs> Mike's and And I Fred's. walk inside. It's a $10 cover. I'm going to send you this video that I took once I was in there. Just like, imagine a college bar where, um, I don't know, Moravian or whatever, <laughs> Eastern, Western Pennsylvania. Right. And then let me send you this video. This was just one of the, let's say four college bars in- In this big tent area? Yeah, in Tiger Town, Tigerville, whatever they call it. Did, was anybody, did anybody recognize you? No. Uh, everybody <laughs> seemed so young, so drunk, so like, Oh completely God. like it felt like a different planet here check out the video i'm watching this is looks like barcelona <laughs> yeah it's basically ibiza under a tent everybody there paid 10 bucks and this is, was one of four um bars slash tents in tiger town after what time is it right here only 10 p.m my God, how late did you guys stay i did one lap and like i can't move i can't see anything and we basically like left yeah, I guess I would do that too. You didn't get a drink? <laughs> so many kids. I mean, this looks like, yeah, this looks like a European rave. It really does. That looks just after a football game. I guess this happens 11 Saturdays a year. I'm wondering like what what this bar is like on a Thursday in March. No way they keep these tents up year round, right? <laughs> there's so much infrastructure around it. But like, yeah, I guess why not? Because there's there's so many, there's so much cash to be made. Yeah, we should make our own bar. That's right. And it's so funny because it has like a very like. I look on the map and it's like, oh, Fred's. This seems easy. Yeah, Tigerland. That's what it's called. Tigerland. Fred's in Tigerland. My God. So that was our experience in Baton Rouge. Very nice. Uh, but I'm heading back to Fred's this weekend, if you're interested. I'm interested. Um, I am very interested. Yeah. So they're playing. It's a bye week, so it's going to be a little more chill vibe, and I'm DMing Fred's bar. They're not <laughs> responding so far, right, but I, I said I was down to do like five minutes of podcasting before the DJ set. Five minutes stand-up. Yeah, so I'm going to do stand-up at Fred's if you're in the area. I'm not interested, frankly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> right, because who would be? You didn't yeah, even have any fans down there. You said right, no, yeah, no one even recognized you. They'd be angry at me. And they don't care about you. They're like football fans. They don't. Yeah, exactly. They're football fans. They want to hear music and or DJs and stuff like that. You're like a middle-aged podcaster. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not... I would be like, kind of like a wet blanket on their um, right. like awesome night. Uh, you, people right. would be mad at me. A lot of your material is kind of like making fun of freds and like at the lsu religion of football too right yeah like like i'm an outsider for sure and i'm not i'm not there to make friends (laughs) yeah you're there to make cash and that's all you want to do yeah i want like a i want a percentage of the door right which again no one is there to see you so why would you know they're there to like just drink party listen to music celebrate their teams win yeah exactly 
and so, I'm just there saying, hey, is anybody here from out of town? Yeah, right. Why would you be? Who would be caught dead in a place like this if you're from literally anywhere else? It's like it's wild to me that you recognize this and you still want to go. Isn't that I'm going, strange? Yeah. So I'm going to be there on Thursday. Why? Um, but that's the thing. I'm asking like, you know that it's... Midnight. That's such a bad time. I go on at midnight. That's a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're yeah you're they're away this weekend right yeah they're so away like, but they like do a pregame on Friday morning and then that leads into the game on Saturday so you but you're gonna be there Thursday night so no one will I guess I guess have fun sorry yeah have fun have a good time man thank you and I'm <laughs> getting you a ticket too I'm not going you are uh, no I'm not um. Speaking of fans, we got a question from a guy who signed it off with, I'm a virgin. Oh. So we'll call this guy Virgil. Nice. Virgil says, I made a Tinder uh, earlier this year. Just yesterday I saw a girl and with a bio, not really a hobby, but I've been pretty into craisins recently. Love it. I had never seen another diva roach to share a beef with on Tinder before, so I super liked her. I had a bio with a reference to Jake and Amir, too, for that matter. She matched with me in about 45 minutes, and I told her that I was planning on going dickless for chickless if she hadn't matched with me. Love it. Figured she'd respond in kind. Uh (laughs) I like saying in kind. (laughs) In kind. I thought she'd respond in kind, but instead she said, I was just about to talk to you, but my approach would have been a little different. Ha ha. I figured maybe for whatever reason she knew about the Crazens reference, but not the dickless for chickless. So the next message I sent her was, your bio is a Jake and Amir reference, right? Next thing I know, the (laughs) the complete queen unmatched me. (gasps) Did the bitch get (laughs) Did the bitch get skittish when she found out what Alpha Webby award-winning taste I had. Was she a bot? Was she a John Wolf style who references things to get boys excited and then blue balls them right before they sink the game-winning three? Where did I go wrong? I'm a virgin. Oh, man. I think if, if it's possible, we've influenced this kid too much. <laughs> I no longer like him. My God. Uh... Yeah, it could be a John Wolf style. <laughs> I'm planning on going dickless for chickless. And then she's like, ha-ha, unmatches you. There's other references you could have made, man. You should have done a one almond thing. You think she left because of the reference? I don't know. Like, her her bio is so a Jake and Amir thing, right? Yeah, craisins. It's possible. I wonder if it's possible that she saw it somewhere else and took it. Oh, like she had no idea. Like, what if she was on Tinder? She saw a dude with that bio, and she's like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's it's like a weird, random thing to say. I'll put that in my bio. Uh, and There's like, no way you like that as a standalone joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a hobby, but I've been pretty into craisins. That's good. That's, you, you, that's a standalone joke to you. Uh, yeah, I like it, but I yeah. wouldn't imagine someone who has no idea who I am would like it. <laughs> I think, I, I think there, I think there's play, there's room in the world for those as standalone jokes. I could imagine somebody seeing that and being like, "That's a good bio for my Tinder," which means nothing, you know. And yeah, and then, but then when somebody um, gives you another one, I'm going dickless for chickless if you don't match with me. <laughs> she didn't respond in kind. She, <laughs> she responded in mean. Yeah, I guess you, there's just. No matter how much you think they know our videos, I feel like on a dating app, saying you're going to cut your dick off for Michael Chiklis is just (laughs) not the move. Yeah, regardless, you did say the word dick in the first message. Right. So avoid Uh, that in the future, and you'll be fine. But you know what? Odds are you might find another woman out there who likes both the Crazins and the Dickless reference. Mm -hmm. I do like uh, keeping a Jacob Amir reference in there. might help you uh, find some common ground with one of these babes. Uh, Here's a Halloween-themed question for us, just in time. Halloween. Are you doing anything for Halloween? Um, I don't know. I feel like I missed the party when I was away. Like All of my friends went out this past Saturday. Yeah, Halloween feels like... That was another thing at LSU. It was not only that, but also Halloween, so people were dressed up. But That's super fun. 
the weekend before Halloween like happens. And then by the time Halloween rolls around, you're like, wait, wasn't that last week? Yeah. Especially when it's like, it's on a Thursday this year, which is like Thursday is a kind of a party night. You could totally go out on a Thursday. Yeah. And then do you wear the same costume twice? I don't yeah. know. I, I think I'm just like, in my old age, I'm past going out on Thursday. I don't want to be hungover when I have shit to do. Yeah. On a Friday. It's crazy that, that a, a few years ago, I was, that was just like fine with me. Be like, yeah, I'll I'll go out till 4 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday will be a wash, but I'll just be in the office. That's crazy. <laughs> but I'll just be in charge of things. Yeah. <laughs> Insane. I think that's the difference between being an employee and being a, the head of a company. I guess so. Yeah. I, I can't. I don't feel like I can be hung over. Um, all right. Here's the question. Okay. We'll call this person Jack Skellington. Nice. Hey, Jake and Amir, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. You see, I'm a female office worker. Uh Uh-oh, Jacqueline Skellington. Right. And I work in a very typical office space, cubicles, the constant sound of typing on a computer, and stressed out bald guys walking around talking about numbers. With All Hallows' Eve coming up, a department very close to my own has decided to decorate. Not sure what they were going for, but in one of the rows, they just laid a trail of hay on the ground. Just hay, nothing else. The hay has been there for two weeks, and Halloween is still a week away. (laughs) The problem is that the smell of hay is getting worse. It smells like something is mutating into some kind of work-fermented hay. I think I might become allergic to the dang stuff, and it's uh, in the row right by the entrance. So every time someone opens the door, a waft of fresh wind gets turned into the horse's dream smell. Should I bring this up to my boss and have them remove it? Or should I wait out a week, wear a mask into work to protect my delicate nose from the stench of this hay? Any advice would be greatly helpful. Thanks. Hmm. She's got hay fever. What is the correlation between hay and Halloween, like haunted hay rides? I guess it's like... I don't know. Maybe like a, just like a fall thing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Have you ever done a haunted hayride? Yes, I think I ha- Oh yeah, I definitely have. What's the deal there? You just what? You're on a you're in a car in a field with hay? You ride on like a big open bed of a tractor trailer style thing uh with like hay on the ground and you just sit there. And it's basically instead of walking through a haunted house, you kind of like drive through a field or an obstacle course and shit jumps out at you through a, okay. like throughout a farm i see i don't so like scary like... shit though i don't that's not me i don't like haunted rides or haunted houses i don't like being shocked grabbed frightened <laughs> i don't like this ghosts you on ghouls, the switches <laughs> so i don't like being touched haunted spooked or scared oh what was that? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just here to ask you if yeah uh, you have the twenty five dollars for the hayride. Twenty five dollars. Now that's terrifying. <laughs> that's the scariest part of this whole place. I think I don't know. Yeah, you can. I. I feel like in if it were me in this situation, I usually don't say anything, and I would just suffer for a week and have it be over. But if it's like actually making you sick, you're well within your rights to request that it be removed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hay is I think you can be officially allergic to it. Oh yeah. And so I if feel you, like if it stinks, other people probably think so too. Right. I think it, it's definitely one of those things where as soon as you say something, people will be like, "Oh yeah, that is really bad. We should get rid of that." Yeah. Nobody's going to no I don't think anyone's going to defend the hay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe put up a small <laughs> pumpkin. Yeah. You're ruining Halloween for us. Yeah. Have you seen our Halloween co- decorations going up in Brooklyn still? Oh, yeah. I saw the most charming thing last night, which was just like my neighbors uh, putting up cobwebs with their yeah, kids. I feel like Halloween decorations used, didn't used to be such a thing either. I cannot stand the... I would never, ever... Well, I guess maybe if I'm a dad someday and a kid is like really wants to do decorations, I would probably give in. But... Fake spider webs are just, they give me like t- just the tiniest little bit of anxiety. Because it's dirt. It's hard to clean and they, I don't like the way they feel. And they're hard and to hang up. That's the scariest out. thing of all. And they're, yeah, they'll just be around forever. And then like. You ever carve a pumpkin? Yeah, fuck a, I'll, I'll fuck, I'll fuck a, I'll fuck a pumpkin for sure. You'll fuck a pumpkin? Yeah, for Halloween. <laughs> I'll slice a butternut squash in half lengthwise and <laughs> microwave it and fuck it. <laughs> I swear, I think that's how biscuits made. 
The hard part is making sure the seeds don't get too warm on my balls. <laughs> Sorry, I asked if you carved a pumpkin. Huh? <laughs> you holding a three-year-old boy? Hey, hey. <laughs> cool it. Actually, Absolutely that actually cool brings it. me to another funny email we got. You should read this before we go. This one made me laugh. Did you okay. get this one? The application for another god daughter? Uh, oh, yes, I did. Let's read that. <laughs> Uh, so in the past couple of weeks, you've sort of taken on the responsibility of being one of our listeners, God, da- or their daughter's godfather. Rhiannon, that's right, that's my right. goddaughter. I got a video of her dancing to, uh, uh, I forget what song it was, <laughs> but it, she, she's super cool. Okay, Rhiannon's So the- we got another email from Matthew uh, wanting to throw his hat in the ring, a.k.a. his child in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing some thinking regarding Jake's recent promotion to Godfather, and I've got to say I'm a bit disappointed he took the first goddaughter that came his way. Whoa. Don't you think he should have weighed his options? Okay, okay, okay. My daughter, Everly, just turned one, and we are prepared to offer not just Jake the role of Godfather, but we would like Jill to be the godmother as well. Whoa. If anything were to happen to my wife and I, this arrangement allows Jake to remain with Jill <laughs> instead of having to marry a random god. Mother. We, <laughs> we would be honored. I have attached pictures. We live in New Jersey, so you don't even have to uproot your life if you were called into the line of duty. Just think about it. She's, got, she's, then, she's posing with pumpkins. Yeah, she's got a sweet uh, bow. She's got a nice top knot. She's eating an apple cider donut. It's just... Very adorable. Oh, Everly, I like donuts too. We have so much in common. We could have so much fun together. Um, I can probably have. What are the chances that like something happens to Rhiannon's mom and Everly's parents? You know, I, I feel like yeah, well, it's got to be like one in a million, right? right? So I, I think I could take on both. I don't think that's a problem. And mm-hmm. I would also love to accept on behalf of Jill. Um, she's in. And that would mean, though, also that if something happens to this guy's wife, but not him, that would mean he gets to marry my wife. <laughs> In the next two weeks, both of these parents, including you, are dead, and Jill's <laughs> left with three godchildren. It's just someone playing this this podcast in court, fast forwarding yeah. through all the pedophile shit in the beginning. Uh, it's all it's after the gourd fucking. It's right. It comes right after he talks about fucking the gourd. <laughs> Yeah, he talks about stealing a passport, and it was Jill's idea, so she's sort of next of kin. So this oral agreement actually stands. <laughs> she I would guess be, they went to the embassy. Yeah, Jill would be a great godmother. We should, we're in. We're in. <laughs> uh, all right, sweet. And this also, uh, Rhiannon lives in Philly, so this is perfect. These, you could do a tri-state tweet-up. Yeah. I mean, essentially, we definitely could. And if we do a show in Philly or New York, I mean, I don't see why there's a reason why both of my goddaughters wouldn't be in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think that they'll have to come to our show? I think they should come to their show. Probably, would, I think they'd want to support their their goddad. <laughs> their god, <laughs> you? Yeah, I'm their godfather. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, if I have a comedy show, they'll probably want to come. The, the one-year-olds? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they'd want to see. They'd want to see the show. And they'd want if to... If we sh- do a show and the one-year-olds don't come, you you don't have the right to be sad about that. I wouldn't be sad about it. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I wouldn't be like... I wouldn't at be the like, parents or at the kids? I'd be mad at everybody. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. You're already kind of mad. Yeah. I'm in a bad mood today. Because of that. Yeah, because of that. Because you suggested my goddaughter wouldn't want to go to my goddamn show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's awesome. What yeah. if it's a NADPOD show? Uh, that's that's a little too... Uh, it's That's that's like more of like... Um, you got to be 18 to go to those shows. <laughs> Why? That show is so much more PG than this one. No, 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 no. This, is, this show is better for kids. No, it's not. Like I think I Just, would know. I have I have two daughters. All right, I think I would know. Four minutes ago, you were fucking a squash. So you don't were tell doing me that. what show is good for kids. You were doing that. You made that joke. You made that inference. <laughs> you were cracking up. You couldn't get enough. <laughs> it was a good joke. Was it? Oh, by the way, we haven't talked about this in a while. But do you think that joke was good enough to um, 
to win like a award or a golden mic or anything like that? Uh, well, I think you actually you you won the thirty when you said uh, when you said babies shouldn't have passports. What? <laughs> you kind of said that too. <laughs> no, that was pretty fucked up when you said that. I didn't say that because babies need pass babies need protection, and I know that because I'm a father two times over, and that's why I get the, the golden mic this week because. I, I'm responsible for two friggin' lives, and you don't have to do anything except for fuck gourds all day. <laughs> I don't do that. I was joking about that. You were joking. That was the that was like the sadistic part that it really didn't seem like it was a Josh. <laughs> yes, it did. No, it didn't. It definitely seemed like a Josh. It wasn't a Josh to you. I was obviously like, joshing. You were obviously just like it was almost like you were confessing, and that was the no. fucked up part. <laughs> I don't think so. I found it to be nasty. I found it to be abhorrent. I found it to be you're, low. You were, la- you were laughing. <laughs> no, I didn't. You can play it back. I didn't laugh. Okay, I'll play it back. All right. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't. Uh, all right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, submitting your theme song, submitting your questions, submitting your children. <laughs> Thank you for uh, submitting you your children. send it all to if I read show at gmail.com. Opening theme song. Remember the Giorgio electronic synth pop? Oh, yeah. Closing one is written by Daniel, who says, I'm normally a pretty good singer, but alas, I'm sick and I sound terrible. Also, it took me like an hour and I didn't put a lot of reference in it, but it's still pretty chill. If you use this song, uh, this night will go down in history. It's forever night. And I ask you to mention my Instagram, Daniel Boney NYC. Sometimes I put covers on there. And shout out to my wonderful girlfriend, Sunny. Wow. You didn't want to wait for your shot to wait till like a week until you felt better. I love no. that. The confidence. Go for it. Uh, come for the English words. Stay for the Hebrew words at the at the end. Very uh, nice. Thanks to everyone for listening. Again, apologies for being delayed. Indeed. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Peace. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm extremely concerned about my overall health. I need to bring my problems to cool Jake and Amir, Amir and Jake Sometimes they have guests and it's pretty great Sometimes they forget to answer questions and that's okay The show is on head gum and one is a chipmunk If I were you, here's what I'd do I'd tell my dad I bought a kangaroo It was on sale for $16.95 Kangaroos are the only thing that make me feel alive If I were you, here's what I'd say Baby, I miss you every day But now I'm in Antarctica and doing well and I'm the protector of the night lay of hell. Don't be blue, it's them and you. Shake it for vodka shots, time for if I were you. If I were you. Yeah. That was a headgum podcast.